You're listening to Cosplay Bites, the podcast that takes a closer look at the world of cosplay, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Brought to you by the Lightning Palace and proudly sponsored by Anchor. Join me as I discuss a variety of topics and conventions alongside the joy of bringing your favorite characters to life. Okay, hello, hello. Uh, I'm back for another episode of Cosplay Bites in the comfort of my own room. I am oh well bedroom oh, fuck it, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna yeah end my Pax East coverage with this last episode and for today uh, I've got two of my best friends with me that I spent uh, most of Thursday with uh, Chris and Shaylin. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to uh, kick her bleh. Take care of some um, housekeeping stuff. Um, I recently uh, started up a new, I guess, rule for myself where there's going to be one cosplay post per week instead of the usual two because I'm tired. I have have a lot going on. I have two internships going on and then just work and then like all this PAX East stuff. So I'm trying to prevent burnout on my end. But um, you can have features on cosplayers like Alexis Victorious as Commander Shepard, um, Bodacious Cosplay as a medieval version of Deku from My Hero Academia, and then all my packed East posts are up, including like the convention report, um, a cosplay-centered post with some mini-interviews, and a game review on Coffee Talk, which has made me more addicted to coffee than I already am. Um, and, uh, shout out to my current, uh, patrons over on my Patreon. I've got, uh, Coralia Jade, Kat Yuska Moonfox, Kendall, Mink the Seder, Nicole Marie Jean, Shaylin, Oh My Sophie, and Noah. And with that being said, um, yeah. So, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about, uh, your... I guess, relationship to cosplay, like how you guys found it and whatnot. Chris, do you want to go or? Sure. Um, so I think my, I'm not really sure when I originally first started to see like cosplay. I mean, it's mostly just, um, I feel like it was mostly just like starting to pop up and like more like the video game, like feeds, like a lot of people doing it. It was always, it started to become something that I was interested in, but it felt like it was a little bit beyond my skill level um, to do. It wasn't until like kind of recently that I started to realize that I could do it and enjoy it. Um, mostly just because I realized like how mathy art can actually be. Yeah. So I, uh, I actually started to really enjoy doing that. Um, I've only cosplayed a few times, um, never at PAX. And we can talk about that in a little bit why, but um yeah yeah you've done you and shaylin have done um several outfits um some at colossal con yep because that's been a favorite for the two of you yep uh you've done i want to say if i remember correctly it's either overwatch or league of legends like i did um broloff okay yeah i'll wear a bikini well, swimsuit, swimsuit version. You know what I mean. Um, and I think most of our cosplays are 
Colossal Con, unless you count Halloween. <laughs> yeah, if you count Halloween. And that's when the really weird stuff kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shailen, what about you? Um, I guess I have always kind of been crafty. Um, always been kind of interested in doing it, but again, like, it's kind of either too expensive or too much of a daunting task to get into it. And then once Chris was kind of into it, it was easy for both of us to just, like, put an outfit together. I think it really started when we were both working on his Broloff cosplay for Colossal Con. And we both kind of worked, like, making the axes and the helmet and everything together. And then, yeah. like, I made, like, a simple one. But last year I made Meringue from Animal Crossing. And that one was really fun to make. Yeah. It's simple, but, you know, one of those easy starter ones. Yeah. You hyped for the new game? Oh, my God. I'm so hyped. I just pre-purchased it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm yeah. so ready. Yeah. We need it. We need yep relaxation and peace in this crazy virus situation going on right now seriously <laughs> yeah uh and i told myself i don't need the freaking switch i don't need it i already have one it's too late they're already sold out yeah but i keep saying like seeing like buying options on amazon for like over 400 dollars. yeah that's not worth it yeah oh uh, switch lights on sale this week for 170 yeah but he has a switch light oh right yeah he does yeah, because I'm I mainly do a uh, handheld mode, but I'll probably get in a, I'll probably get a normal switch uh, like whenever I move out or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. And get a, you can put on the TV. Yeah, with certain games um, and whatnot. Um, yeah, so PAX East uh, name of this episode last part. Um, so as many of you guys probably know from the other two, uh, I got to go all four days thanks to the press pass. And, or the media pass, and you guys, unfortunately, are, I don't know, but, uh, like, due to certain circumstances, um, you were only able to go one day instead of the original Thursday, Friday, so, uh, yeah, how did that go? Um, I would say I'm glad I'm, that we went, but compared to other packs, it was definitely the worst one, I would say, and I would attribute that to, I guess, I don't know. There were a little less things because a few companies backed out like last minute. So that's one thing. But the problem was like the main thing that we both wanted to see, which was Animal Crossing, even being there early and in like practically the front of the line, like you had zero chance of actually getting in there because I guess Thursday is the day that they let all the media people in. An hour early. early. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get to also queue beforehand. So like basically the line was capped before they even let like general people go in. Yeah, it was, and it was just zero chance to like do anything. I got like an Isabel pin, and I was able to go to the store, but like that was about it. <laughs> yeah, and plus, I I heard that the demo wasn't even that good. Like, apparently, it was only um they threw you in a four player co op thing that they had introduced in one of the recent directs, and that was pretty much it. I can't imagine Animal Crossing is, like, that good of a game to, like, demo. I felt like it would have just been better if they did, like, a panel. It's not like I really need to be the one going around catching the bugs or fishing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just see it played. Of it. Yeah, right. like, I mean, it, they could have just done, like, a big, like, like have, like, the audience, like, choose, like, the customized options or something. It's, like, you you could do, you can make it interactive and still and make it, like, a panel. And that probably would have saw um fit in a lot more people. Yeah, and they could have like just repeated the panel for 
all four days because obviously not everyone's right. going to be able to go to Thursday. Yeah, that. And it wasn't like those rooms were filled up. Thinking too. about the Isabel pin at the panel instead. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that whole everything about that booth just made like no sense to me. The the booth itself was fantastically well made. Oh, it looked awesome. The but like, photo op area was super cool too. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I knew it was there because I would have brought um like the Pascal costume that I did. Yeah, yeah. We were able to sneak in and get photos with uh, Tom Nook thanks to one of my friends that I spent uh, one of the days with because she knows several people from having worked at some of the companies before in terms of working their booth. But, yeah, because I know... I know on a personal level. She might have been able to get me in there. She calls me mayor every single time I, I greet her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was able to get the pin, but I'm going to give it to uh, my brother because... He's more of a hardcore Animal Crossing fan, and plus, um, he is a horrifyingly good uh, Isabel main in Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even like when you had told me like try to try to get a couple of things at the booth at the store, I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And it's like I didn't really try until the last day, but like, and we had talked about this um before, but like I guess. Either they got sold out so quickly um, on the day, or they just ran out much earlier than anticipated. Like they didn't have a set amount for each day because, like, they had a bunch of Animal Crossing exclusive stuff. But um, yeah, I was in the line waiting. Ten o'clock hit. I was like speed walking down to where the booth was, which didn't really help that it was at the other side of the convention center. Yeah, it was literally as far as it could possibly be from, like, the entrance. Yeah, and then within, like, four minutes, the store line was capped. Like... That's crazy to me. I think we got in the uh, store line at, like, 1025, 1030-ish on Thursday, and we were able to get in. It wasn't quite capped, and, like, only a few things had sold out. We got in right after we got the Isabel pin, after we realized... After we couldn't get in the demo and everything. We're trying to salvage the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, tried to, like, they had, I guess they had, I guess what I would consider, like, almost compared to, like, the Disney Fast Pass line, like, they had this, like, they called it the Warp Pipe line, where you could, like, sign up. Yeah. Those I were tried hard to, to get, so I remember I, we went on the website, and, like, they were gone, like, in literal At second. 5 o'clock, we, like, refreshed at 5, and it was gone. There was a guy behind exactly. us in the Isabel pin line, and he somehow got the Warp Pass. I have no idea how he did it. He's like, we I guess I just got lucky. For the same time, though, I think we, I think I just had, I didn't realize how fast it was going to go, especially into Thursday. But boy, it was quick. Oh man, especially because Thursday was still, it wasn't even low. Like, yeah, they, Thursday was still like fully available. It was green on the website like day of. Yeah. So that's what oh, that's what made shit. the whole thing so disappointing. It's like you take the day off of work, you kind of think that this is already going to be like, you know the easy day the easy day and it was like the worst day but i think that can be attributed too to like the lack of like big panels happening that day too there was like nothing really going on they had yes. like some D thing in main theater but like that never really pulls that many people right right did you guys go to any panels that day no nah, there was no. nothing that interested us no the boulders gate panel looked cool but that I was the only it. one but mm. yeah I just spent a bunch of money what kind of stuff did you buy? <laughs> Basically, like, everything I could get at the Nintendo booth. And then, 
Actually, I think that was mostly what I bought. I think I, I just bought Nintendo. Casual joggers and um, the shirt. Oh, yeah. Those are cute. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I just bought clothes. Right. So did I. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. got... I just got one of my treats um, in the mail this week. Um, the I guess like the company that was running the Nintendo booth store, uh, they had their own store, and I yeah. Guess what it, were they called? I noticed that after the fact because I got an email like, "Oh, thanks for purchasing." I'm like, "Who are you?" Um, <laughs> the, com- the the company name is uh, Graph. That's it. And they gave me a twenty percent off discount. I guess I guess they did it in every bag, like every order for everyone. So I got these nice. I didn't uh, see that. I got these nice PlayStation sweatpants. Oh, nice! And then and then my mom was like, "Oh, you bought more pants." I was like, "Yes, I did." Because <laughs> <laughs> I also, I was originally just gonna get one of the pullovers that Filthy Casual had, but then I had an incident where. I was walking to the booth on, I want to say, Saturday or Sunday. In now, I already had a pair of joggers, but unbeknownst to me, while I was walking to the con, uh, my coffee cup was linking, and there were spots all over the pants. And I was like, "This doesn't look good." <laughs> so I had to, I had ruined, <laughs> ruined, yeah. And they weren't the black ones; they were the gray ones. So very visible. So I ran over. Thank God they were nice enough to give me a a, a, a generous uh, discount. So I got the other pair. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool of them. Yeah. Um, I got nice little coasters for my room. Um, a couple of pens. Um, I'm like looking around my room to see if there's anything else that I grabbed. No, mostly clothes. Um, were you guys able to demo like any like indie games or? We played. We played a couple like. We the played board that games. board game. Oh, what was the name of it? It was the one that was coming to Kickstarter. Yeah, it was the one that looked like it was inspired by Double Dare. But besides that, like, I'm not. I usually I, I don't really need to demo like the indie games as much as I just kind of want to be able to like kind of like walk around and like kind of like get like a better feel of like seeing them and stuff like that yeah there was like one sure. booth i kind of like like looking at people play it and then sometimes we'll just talk to the people and get information right who are the right. people who make that game like will yeah oh yeah the visual novel game that you that yeah you that thing looked really cool will a wonderful world that game looked pretty cool yeah, I was gonna pick the, pick that one up probably. The developer for that game had a pretty cool booth, and all their games actually look pretty sweet. I didn't get to demo anything, but it looked cool. Yeah, like demoing a visual novel is like really like what I. Yeah, it's like doing. I'd rather just be home in bed playing this game. <laughs> yeah, if you could just buy it that day, like why bother? I kind of did that when I uh, talked with the people that made um the game Coffee Talk, and then I like instantly fell in love with it. Um. Like they just had me play through, I guess the first chapter of the game, and and then I bought it on the Switch that night. <laughs> it was nice. already there, and I was like, <laughs> oh, the perfect handheld game. And then they gave me they gave me a press kit, which was very nice of them, and it does have like all of their demos. Like I checked the memory stick. Oh, that's cool. But I can't play it because <laughs> I don't know how. I feel like oh. I need a. I feel like I need my a, a Windows PC to play them. Oh, you so, might need like their developer program or something. Maybe. 
Um, and they gave me like legitimate like bags of coffee. Oh, that's cute. So I tried them when I got home after the convention. I think one of them was raspberry flavored. It's really good. Oh, fancy! That's awesome. <laughs> um, I got to demo a couple other games that I wrote about on my blog that were really cute. Um, I talked with a headphone company, um, known as Audez, and I'm almost tempted to maybe get a pair of their headphones for some time later in the year. Are they like, are they like gaming headphones or just like, no, they, well, yes and no. So the gimmick with them is that they're in, they're in, they're a company that's been in the audio industry for 10 years and they're stepping into the gaming world and they're focusing more on like, not like the flashiness or the colors of like, you know, the Razer headsets or like the Logitech headsets. Like they're more concerned about the sound quality. And like, I tried some of their headphones out and they actually, the sound quality was really good. Like I was playing a couple of rounds of CSGO and um, I was very impressed. Um, Is it Audez, A-U-D-E-Z-E? Yes. They are dummy expensive. They are. I'm going to get oh the cheapest. God. I'm going to get the cheapest model possibly. How much is the cheapest one? Uh, do I have the card with me? No, I'm just looking. The... They're like in the thousands. No, no, no. This is like a hundred. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> not that crazy. Oh, okay. I was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> I asked the guy, you know, like, would you recommend these for podcasting? And he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. And it was just funny. because, And I mentioned it to him. Like, you know, like, I appreciate you telling me all this. Just to let you know. Some of the stuff you said flew right over my head. <laughs> like if he was talking with my brother, my brother would have understood some of the technical jargon that yeah. the guy was throwing at me. And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. Like that's just my default, like elevator pitch <laughs> that's <laughs> to, funny. to sell the stuff. Um, I went to the after party on Friday night. Uh, nice. That was a lot of fun. That was an interesting experience. I'd love to try and do more stuff like that. Um, I guess it all depends on if I'm going to a con by myself or with friend and just not, I guess not staying at family members, which is like the default that I would do for New York. Yeah. But um, That's definitely one of the perks of um, getting a hotel close is doing all the late night stuff. Because I always go to like the concerts and stuff at late night. Yeah, it's easy because you can just like walk home versus have to like coordinate well they use yeah. shuttles too which traffic. is traffic nice. yeah that's the best if you want to drink too you got the shuttle <laughs> yeah i like ubering around boston though it's not even that much money no i mean i had to do that easy. when i got home because of the airport being closed on sunday um but like you know, it was a 20 minute walk from the con from my hotel and yeah. it, was, it was even more convenient that the after party itself was a nine minute walk from my hotel. Yeah, that's super convenient. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't really that like scared or concerned. Um, some of the people I hung out with, uh, like some of the girls were in very cute outfits, which was. Yeah. OK, cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> free food and drinks. Um, yeah. I got to talk with a couple of people, connect with a couple of other people. Um, what else? Uh, I got to play the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo twice, which was fun because 
I think we, well, I know we, we ran into the, um, the community manager over at square who was there. Um, cause I recognized him cause he was the guy who was doing like the main stuff when the game had its blowout reveal at, um, E3 last year. So that was really interesting. And then they just decided to release a longer demo, like a day after the con ended on the PlayStation network. Oh, was, there was like no point. Well, yeah. That's the, ex- the experience was cool. Yeah. And like, I still have the demo tickets. They're hanging up on my little, uh, photo frame collage. That's pretty cool to have. At least it's like a memory thing. They had the photo booth too there. But yeah, you want oh, the bike, the bike. Yeah. The Harvey yeah, Daytona. Cool. Yeah. I got to ride that. Um, or sit on it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about a month away. So, yeah, I'm like officially out of games to play. So I got to wait till the end of March because uh, that's when uh, Persona 5 The Royal comes out. Thought you mean Animal Crossing. Yeah, what are you doing on the 20th? Persona thing? 5. <laughs> <laughs> you already played Persona 5. News. No, this is like the expanded edition. They've they've done that stuff before for the other Persona games, but I figured, eh, why not get it? No, I liked it a lot when I played it. It was um, the storyline was really good. Yeah, um, I got the Phantom Thief edition, so I get the little Joker mask that comes with it and a little bunch of extra goodies. Um, That's cool. Yeah, Ghostface Joker. Now they have the mask. Halfway there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> What else? What else about the con did you guys do or did you guys like? I'm trying to think. I wasn't there long. It's the first year we like really like choose to leave early because we like most of the time I feel like we need like at least a day or two just to get through the whole expo hall and I feel like we got through the whole expo hall by like noon. <laughs> Yeah, I think we left around like three o'clock after just like not really sure what else to do. Yeah, a lot of those companies were just like afraid to come um, because a lot of them do come from uh, Japan. Yeah, they already have in the outbreak, so they couldn't travel to here. So it makes sense why they had to cancel and why the expo hall was a little bit more bare this year. Yeah, yeah, that stuff makes sense. But I mean, that wasn't even stuff I cared about seeing. Right about it, you know, like at least from my perspective, like it wasn't the biggest deal for me to see those other booths. The best those things would have done was just draw people away from like Nintendo, which was like the last like big draw thing that they had that was there. Yeah, I was surprised Nintendo didn't have like their indie section too because like usually they have like yeah, uh, they had the Pokemon area instead in the lobby, I guess. Yeah, seems like an odd choice. I don't know, I feel like. You're already going to have a Switch and play Pokemon, like, if you wanted it. Yeah, that, that, did, I mean, the pop up was nice, but it did feel weird because, like, the game has been out for one, two, three, four months ish. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, if you don't have it by now, I don't I would know. Rather I've seen that be used for, like, just about like anything else. Like, they have so many good, like, indie titles coming out and everything. It's just like, I feel like they could have, like, put a little bit more effort into those. Right. Instead. Right. Um. Yeah, I uh, 
I didn't do too much research as far as like um, what panels would I would have gone to because I didn't go to any. Because a lot of times it was just me hanging out with friends and just roaming around the expo hall trying out a couple of games. Uh, we tried out a rhythm game that used a DJ turntable as the controller, which was, was that interesting. the one that had like the big head booth thing, big like no. floating head. Oh. No, this was a smaller booth, like tucked on in a corner or something. Oh. Was it an indie cube? It wasn't an indie indie cube. Oh, I don't know the name of it. Um, and then we also did a interesting little um demo for this game called uh, Scene Investigators, but they had like a live action demo where basically, um. They set up a legitimate crime scene where someone got murdered at a dinner party and they gave us these little cards. Like we lined up as a group of like I was with three other friends and then two other people joined us and they gave us cards and they gave us like rubber gloves and clipboards and pens. And we basically had to answer like these questions on the card based on the info, like what was visible and seen at this crime scene like they would pocketbooks and like little notes of like there's like valet parking bills and like letters from one person to another so that was really interesting we managed to get all the questions right that's awesome actually <laughs> yeah definitely something i wasn't i'd never experienced before um what else yeah i didn't really yeah, I was talking with uh, Mink in one of the other episodes and how she was kind of like nagging me. It's, it's like, oh, you should have went to my panel. It's always fun. It's like, I know, I know. I don't know why. I, I just didn't want to. I guess I didn't want to overwhelm myself too much with all the stuff that I wanted I to do there. Doing the cosplay panels. Um, as I never went to like Red Island Comic Con Day, like, a, like one of them working with like EBA foam and like stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I always say those are good to, like, learn, like, new skills for. Yeah. Right. Um, what else? Hmm. I can't really think of anything else. Yeah, it's tough because it was a short day and it wasn't, like, it didn't seem like there was too much to do. And there wasn't a lot of cosplay this year that I saw either. Yeah. It was even less than usual. I was trying to not feel bad because I did a lot of my photo taking on Saturday and then I was able to do too many interviews, which were fine. And <coughs> oh my god. Ugh. But yeah, they wanted I don't know. PAX is an interesting convention when it comes to cosplay. It is. I was saying to Chris earlier today that I almost kind of feel like they seem like they almost exclude it intentionally by having like a lot of signs saying like don't take pictures in the aisle and stuff like that and it's like it's kind of tough because like if you say you had like a cosplay with like a big weapon or like some item or whatever like if you're in that queue line they pack you so tight your shit's gonna get like completely destroyed yeah and like unless you're just wearing something simple like i saw a skull kid like that's just like a simple fleece thing to wear Isabel was the most popular costume. But yeah, but that's also like an easy one to wear. It's not like very prop heavy. I just remember like one year there was like when Overwatch had just come out, there was like a guy with like a giant Reinhardt costume 
and he was in the lobby and they were just like trying to direct traffic away from him as much as possible because he was drawing such a crowd. Yeah. And it just seems like, I don't know, they don't really have like, do they even have cosplay meetups anymore? So previously they used to. Um, I, don't I guess Ryan do. used to host them and like Twitch also used to do like a lounge for it. But like that stuff all seemed to have gone away at this point. And like another cool. reason why it's like difficult to do costume too is because you'd have to get the weapon check done whenever you go through um when you go, after you get through security uh which can put you back further in the queue line and, and yeah because it takes forever right and since um like animal crossing was already so competitive to get into it could that could honestly just like taking like a small costume which with someone that you might need to consider a weapon like a fishing pole or something if you're doing like an animal crossing costume that can like be the difference between you getting to see like your favorite game and you might not be able to see your favorite game yeah. yeah, I guess it's not like other cons where you go there just to cosplay. Usually you go there for like everything else and you kind of cosplay simple that time if you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like Comic Cons in particular are more cosplay heavy. Yeah, those are like made for it because there's not as much like contested things to go do and see. They also right. don't usually pack you up like in like those like tight. Yeah, like, you're not like packed room. in a queue line like sardines. Yeah. Yeah, and like what you were saying before, like Isabel, like just along the lines of like how for me it seemed like Final Fantasy VII and Animal Crossing were the two biggest, um, most popular like games with booths. Um, they were also the most popular cosplays that I constantly saw. Like I saw dozens upon dozens of Isabel cosplayers. I saw a lot of Tifas, Clouds, Aerith. Like it's to be expected, considering both of the games are like very it's close to release. To come out, yeah, yeah. And then I also heard that um, Riot with League of Legends, um, they usually have like their cosp they call it their hospitality lounge, right? Which I guess is because they weren't there this year. So I'm wondering they haven't if they haven't done that in a while. No, they did that like I think the last time was about three years ago that that it happened. Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember even thinking about it because I never brought Broloff because I was like, I figured like, oh, like. When they do it again the uh, next year, I'll just bring that one. And then I realize it's like, oh, never mind. They actually just never did that again since I made that costume. Right. <laughs> actually, I kind of remember like packs being like just littered with League of Legends cosplay, and I don't think Riot's been there in a few years, right? Yeah, because they used to give away um, special stuff. Um, I think we might have to call this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Raya always had a giant booth in there. Haven't been there in a while. Uh, hey, we're going to have to drop off of this. I'm sorry, James. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, we can wrap up. Yeah, if there's nothing else to talk about. Um, So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you so much, Chris and Shaylin, for joining me. Thanks and, for having us. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, Hope you guys enjoyed my PAX East coverage, and I'll see you all for the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review and feedback. You can also support the show through Anchor's listener support or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash lightningpalace. For more cosplay news and coverage, visit the Lightning Palace on Blogspot and follow Lightning Palace on Twitter and Instagram. See you all next time.